liberty requires vigilance. You know, like you got you got to want it. You got to always want it. You got to keep wanting it because there are always forces that look to take it away, whether take it away piece by piece from segments of society or take it away all from society at once. If you believe we can change the narrative, if you believe we can change our communities, if you believe we can change the outcomes, then we can change the world. I'm Rob Richardson. Welcome to Disruption Now. Welcome to Disruption Now. I'm your host and moderator, Rob Richardson. I'm James Keyes. And I'm Carlton Washington. We are talking about the Confederacy, the statues, if you've been keeping track, uh, the, the whole movement after the, the death and the killing of George Floyd has taken many forms. And now it has people revisiting uh, white supremacy again. It has people removing uh, the Confederate flag. And, and there's also been a movement to tear down statues all across this country. And I'll tell you, James and Carlton, uh, I had some knowledge of the uh, of statues that were around the country, but I really underestimated how many uh, Confederate statues there are across the country. And then beyond that, the amount of statues that are really uh, that that put us in the light of being inferior. Like I didn't I didn't even know these statues existed, and I've been I thought I was pretty well versed, but like you know, so there's been a movement across the board. Uh, to remove these issues, to, to remove these statues, to remove the Confederate flag. I, I believe Mississippi just voted to uh, remove the Confederate flag, which would have been like an act of God like a year ago. Yeah. Because they, they were willing to hold on to that. I, I think, James, you said on the show once, when it came, when it came to reparations, people would rather light their own money on fire <laughs> than to get reparations. I felt the same way about the Confederate flag. I mean, people... There are many people that have that have uh, attached this to a part of their identity, even though the Confederacy, by the way, was only around for five years, people. So it wasn't part of your heritage. It wasn't part of that. We want to talk about the history, how we got here. And is America actually ready to face up to the real history of how it got here? I can say I haven't seen a moment like this, James and Carlton, in, in terms of everything all at once where you know you, we have corporations we have people saying black lives matter you got Mitt Romney Mitt Romney was out in the streets saying black lives matter that was impressive like listen it was but and had we said what five no, no, however long ago let's say six months ago if you would have told me Mitt Romney and every major national corporation are going to go on tv and say black lives matter I would have told you you a liar I wouldn't but this is where we're at right now we seem to be at a different moment where do we go in terms of looking at the Confederacy, looking at the st- looking at the statues that are coming down, do you think America is really ready for this conversation? And where do you think we're going from here? No, it, I think America is is thinks it's ready. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that's that's what we see here is that people think they're ready to have this reckoning, um, at least to some degree. Um, the Confederacy is essentially, if you, you get into the, the, the history and just what America is and what America means, the Confederacy is kind of low hanging fruit. Yeah. Like Should they be. were traitors. Well, yeah, they were traitors. Like that was how that they, the way they are distinguished in history is by leaving the United States and then declaring war on the United States. Like and knowing is- they were doing that. They oh, yeah. made it clear. They knew it. If you read Jefferson Davis, that's, that's what it was all about. It was like, hey, we got to preserve supremacy. We have to preserve the institution of slavery. This is what we're about. So that, that one is the relative low-hanging fruit here. And that people are looking at those and says, yeah, I don't, I don't need that anymore, is quite a departure from 
the almost the embrace of the Confederacy right. that we saw From during the, the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah, well, no, I was going to say starting at the Civil Rights Movement because in the early 1900s, the Confederate flag and all that stuff wasn't a big thing. This was in response to the Civil Rights Movement and, and that picking up steam in the mid-1900s that the Confederacy and, and people started clinging to those symbols. Well, you're and thinking so, of the Reconstruction uh, right after you. That's what you're saying, right? No, 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 no. The, con- the Confederate, that wasn't, that became a bigger thing in the, the mid-1900s when people were actually pulling out oh, oh, these, so, those, those symbols. So we're, wasn't, se- we're, se- we're separating two things because I think this is important to get this part right in history. So you're right in, pro- in terms of the Confederacy with the civil rights response, but in terms of the monuments to Confederates, oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. in response. This is why I think this is really important. And this That is was why, the Redeemers. <laughs> right, you know, right. And, but and, I think this is important yeah. very quickly. Because we're going to talk about what the backlash is on the end of this, but we've been through. This is like let, let's call this the third reconstruction of where we're at. Let's let, let's hope we get that level of change here. You know, the first was right. You know, right after the Civil War, which has still been the most advancement for Black people we've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. that, so, right after that, there was a huge response. This is when people talk about their their culture being tied to Confederates and why we should why people are upset. Uh, they have to understand that the. These were these, these these statues were brought back to make black people feel inferior after Reconstruction when black people were there, black people became senators, black people were soldiers. They wanted to put black people back in their place, let them know you're not at our level. We're going to put these people back. We're going to honor these people back. So I think we we have to make sure that that's clear. And then you're right from the statues, yes, from the and statues. Then, but then at the Confederate came right. But out, also you have to you right. can't mention the Reconstruction and and how and that advancement without mentioning that it took the presence of union troops at all times Absolutely. for that to happen. So that way that didn't just, it wasn't hand, it wasn't hand, hand holding and kumbaya. No, yeah, that was that troops there saying, no, these guys get the vote. No, yep. these guys, you can't blow up their business. You know, those type of things, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Carlton, what do you think? What's your, what's your take on this? I mean, I know we went back into this. Is America, do you think this is a turning point for the, for us? Is this the third reconstruction or we just going to do something temporary that everybody's going to go back to, how they were and just regressed to the mean. What do you think? First of all, I think you guys sound really intelligent. Uh, <laughs> <a little> bit. <laughs> <laughs> we just try to pretend. <laughs> you, guys look, you guys are way too smart for me. Uh, but no, I mean, it's funny, man. I'm sitting here thinking about um, the first time I even learned about the Confederacy was uh, my grandmother in Pensacola, Florida, um, we used to go visit, used to have a rebel flag pillow in the living room. And she would go to these like flea markets and stuff and buy things. And we came for Christmas one day and my mom was like, what is that? And she like schooled my grandmother on, um, you know, my mom was first generation to go to, go to college and whatnot. And she schooled my grandmother and her father on, why do you have that in your living room? And she had no idea. So obviously it went away right away. But I, that was my first, um, you know, encounter with anything having to do with the Confederacy. Um, I don't think things ever happen for people when we're ready. You know, it's like you don't get to plan on getting a car accident or or anything that's that's unexpected. So uh, whether we're ready or not, it's happening, and uh, we're gonna have to deal with it. Um, there is no turning back from much of what we're seeing now. There is, there simply isn't. I mean, once you've been exposed, you can't turn back unless you choose to. Uh, if you know, willful ignorance or whatever you want to call it. So um, I don't think there's any turning back, and we're gonna have to see where this leads us. Um, I am concerned, uh, with the lack of direction sometimes and yeah. the lack of the lack of consistent messaging. Um, you know, I, I as you should I, be, I, I'm I, concerned too. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, the, that's the, the biggest risk here. So, um, but while we're just raging through and, and, and educating people, I mean, Hey, it is what it is. A lot of people are getting, um, 
you know, uh, history lessons now. And a lot of people are having some open dialogues, at least the sensible people are. Yeah. The, place, the, the water cooler conversations now. We're with sensible people who actually really want to understand what's going on. Uh, we're probably having more conversations than we've ever had ever in history. So I think it's good. Um, you know, I know we're going to dive into statues and, and, and whatnot later. Um, I think that's slippery. Um, but hey, I'm let's not get gonna... to that now. So it, it is slippery. So let's talk about I think we all agree the Confederates, uh, the Confederate statues, the rebel flag, all those things should be clear cut. If you're American, and you believe in America, you don't honor the people that portrayed the country. Like it's really simple. Um, the, the more complicated some is more complicated and some of it I don't think belongs in the conversation. You know, there, I think there, I'm sure there are extremes that said, well, we got to take down anything that has anything to do with white supremacy and slavery. If that happens, we none of the country exists. Like, so let's, I mean, like, <laughs> cause the country, let's just be real. Right. Yeah. So I, I, George Washington had what 300 plus slaves. I don't think we should take down statues of George Washington. I don't, I, I, I think he wasn't perfect, but I do think he was a founder of the nation. I think we're going to lose people. And I think at some point we have to accept some of this that, you know, America started off flawed and we got better. It wasn't, it wasn't a kumbaya process, as James said, but we did get better. And if we want to have others join us in the movement, there needs to be some direction. So what does the, does the direction need to be? What does concern you that's out there? And then I want to have a talk about some of the gray areas because I, I, I've seen some statues that I didn't know were troublesome and I'll show some of them. And then I saw them, I said, okay, I kind of see the point. But what do you think the direction should be? What concerns you? You talked about, Carlton, I go to you first this time. You talked about some of the lack of consistency of messaging um, and some of the direction. Yeah. What concerns you and what would you, what would you advise, I mean, uh, for, yeah, so for the movement overall? Right now you have a platform, you know, you've got the people's attention. You're only going to have the people's attention for so long. So while you have that window, you need to, there needs to be a clear and concise message of, of, of what, where we want to go. Um, you know, maybe a list of demands. What is it that we're trying to see? Because, you know, uh, you run the risk right now. What I'm seeing, what I'm seeing from the other side is picture upon picture and video upon pic video of anarchy and sure. people just tearing down any and everything mixed in with small businesses, mixed in with monuments. We don't know who this monument is, who that monument is. Those people out there, don't, most of them don't know who those people are they're ripping down. So uh, it, gets, it, it gets to the point where you're, you're destroying and diluting the message um, and, and, and then you're causing a greater problem and then you give someone the excuse to come in and, and react. So um, I really think it's hard to get clear messaging right now because people are upset. Well, and well it's, it's, it's nearly impossible. And just, just to say, I do know that the Black Lives Matter, has, have, they've made a list of like 10 demands about what they want. And so they, they, there is something out there, but it makes it, James, it makes it kind of difficult. I, I saw a, uh, a quick clip on Fox News uh, and Tucker Carlson, it gets my better judgment. I watched, I watched <laughs> some of that, right? So, but um, I do respect his skill set. He knows what he's doing. He's smart. Uh, I don't like what he's doing, but you have to understand how your opponent or how a person has a different worldview is putting things out there in the world. So he, he talks about Black Lives Matter, uh, Tucker Carlson, and he, he leads out to say, look, black, the, the, the Black Lives Matter is, is, more than a, uh, is more than a movement. They're trying to remake the foundation of the country, which he's not all the way wrong. I, I do think part of what Black Lives Matter, if successful, uh, would do is that it would make people understand the true nature of our country, how much of it was built on white superiority and how we have to 
uh, make sure people understand the history that happened so we don't repeat it or and continue to repeat those mistakes in the future. So that would be changing some fabric of the country. What's your thoughts on this, James? Well, but it's seeking to change the, the, the fabric or the foundation of the country to the extent that that fabric or foundation doesn't live up to the, ide- the stated ideals of the nation. You know, the nation is founded on the principle that all men are created equal. So if you're trying to change things to make that more true, then that's the kind of change we want to see. And yep. so it's really disingenuous when he comes to that, because really the, the, he's not saying the part that the fabric or the, the foundation that people are, that he's trying to preserve is one of superiority. Is well, one they're, of not say, they're not going to say that. It's going to say our heritage, right? Our heritage, they're tearing down our country. They're tearing down what we believe in. Like, what is it that well, you believe in? But it is, but it is powerful. <laughs> but it is a powerful um, visual to see no people question. tearing down statues. And so that's why I think that this needs to be principled. Um, it shouldn't just be that anybody who lived in the 1800s, we tear down their statue. Or anybody who lived in the 1700s, we tear down their statue. It has to be based on the principles that we're trying to reflect, that we're trying to espouse upon. Meaning if someone did not, if someone you know, committed treason, for example, again, that's the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, that's um, easy. That, that's, that's, that should be easy. It's, by the way, that tells you how, how much it is ingrained, <laughs> right? The fact that it took this to get here. So, and, and, and you, you brought up a good point. I mean, when it comes to, it, we're talking, so when it, we're talking about Confederate statues and mm-hmm. Confederate history, I want to be very clear. I have no qualms with that. If it's confirmed and accurate, I have no qualms with it. It's, it's pervasive, by the way. I mean, you think about it, they're on, they're on like, you think about it, they're, they're, they're on, in they're the Capitol the, building. You no, know, they're like, not in their Capitol building. They're like in, they're, they're in bases and they're in like United yeah. States bases. Like what in yeah. the world? And the, in the basis of the right. and, 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 and that's good because you know what? Like you said, when we were starting the show, those symbols have been used as micro messages and as dog whistles and all these, these symbols have been used for so long. Or as bullhorns. So, bullhorns as well. <laughs> so make it, make it clear. Yeah, we want to trample all over that. If you consider that to be your heritage, me, Carlton Washington, is cool with trampling all over your head. And that should be a lead. The heritage of right. treason. We don't yeah. want to pr- protect the heritage of treason. How about and that? The heritage of treason, racism, and slavery. And the yep. thing about it is because the, pers- the people who, who, who hold leverage are always going to be the one that dictate history and what it is. So now if you're losing leverage and power is changing hands, that's, what, that's what's going to happen. For me personally and my family and your families. I'm pretty sure that these symbols have been used to basically keep, you know, someone's uh, boot on, on, on your family's neck. And so, yeah, we're, we're angry about it. It's not okay. Uh, anybody who defends it, um, you know, uh, please let me know what your stances are. I mean, quite honestly, uh, if there weren't video cameras around these days, you know, I mean, you wear a rebel flag. Uh, you, you, most people, you know, who, who have these sentiments, I mean, they want to slap the shit out of you, you know, straight up. And, and, and I think it's, it's justified because you're purposely going out there using a symbol of hate to make someone feel extremely uncomfortable. And it's not the kind of uncomfortable that you hear where now this term snowflake is used for no. people who, who are hypersensitive. It's a type of uncomfortable. I'll help you this on this too. It's a type of uncomfortable. It would be like wearing a, a Nazism in front of people, in front of Jewish folks to say, right. why, why are you offended? Like, well, and right. that was actually, let me, let me jump in. Cause that was actually the point I was making at the very beginning, as far as that, that's when the Confederate flag itself became more prominent as, as part of the, the, the pushback during the civil rights movement as part of the effort to intimidate, 
to make people feel like, no, this is not your country. This is not your state. This is not your block or Absolutely. whatever. So oh, that's or, what it, or, it took on a renewed prominence yep. then. And that's continued since then. So Absolutely. it actually is a symbol of oppression of hate. Is. And, you know, so that right. part with the Confederate, but I do think that there needs to be a pretty hard line drawn on, on American symbols that are not Confederate symbols and that otherwise don't contain derogatory messages. And they um, need to say that. I think well, let me, let, me, let me finish the point, though, because I, I do want to finish. Like, Go ahead. The, the, the issue is you don't tear down a statue of just George Washington by itself. You don't tear that down or Thomas Jefferson. Those were slave owners, but they did not stake their reputation and everything on the idea of slavery, so to speak, one. But more importantly, we, we can't cut out all that we have in common because that's the only thing that binds us together in the first place. If we're going to destroy the entire background of the country, there is no country anymore. It's, if we're going to do, do a new country, that's, that's what you want to say. That's what's right. one thing. But that's revolutionary. And, that's and, not restorative of the country. That We're not making the country what it should be, right. what it promises to be. We're just saying throw it out with the trash. We're going to do something different. And that's not what I'm for. I'm not for doing something different. I want to make it live up to what it's supposed to be. I'll get you a second, Carlton. But I'll say, James, you know, that's what what those who are against this movement are trying to frame it as. They're trying to say, they're trying to change the whole nature of the country. They're trying to change everything. They don't even want it to be American. You know, so I actually agree with that point. And Carlton, as you get to this, and but I don't, well, I don't think we, it's not them is the reason I'm saying that. I'm saying that out of of principle. No, you know, I, I'm I an American. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, so I, I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm mm-hmm. trying to say is to win the narrative, we have to do what you're saying because the Correct. because the, the other side, which is not principle, their principle, well, they have a principle. Their principle is white superiority and slavery and inferiority. That's their principle. Uh, but they, they won't say that. And but win order, the argument at all costs. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like, we just have to keep it focused to make sure that we're very crystal clear on this. Carlton, I want to get to you, but I want to show this because I think there's some there's some there 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 are areas there are people there are uh, there are some statues that uh, like Lincoln like Roosevelt that actually uh, came down in New York but I want to show this of Lincoln and I didn't even know this or uh, I didn't even know this statue uh, I didn't I wasn't even aware of it until this movement started and I'm like I, 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 initially and I think people when they hear Lincoln's being torn down they're like what is wrong with these people like Lincoln freed the slaves. But this is not the problem with Lincoln. Look at this damn thing. Like, what in the world? Like, why? Why are we kneeling next to this? Like, like we're kneeling to him and he's a god and he's petting us like a monkey. Like, that's not cool. So, like, after I saw that, I'm like, all right. So, uh, I think that should come down, or at least the the slave part of it comes down. I didn't keep the rest of it up, but I do think we have to be cognizant, uh, Carlton, of how we explain this, because people just hearing it instinctively are going to say, well, why do you want to tear down Lincoln? That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, why do you want to tear down Roosevelt? That doesn't make sense to me. People have to know we're not, it's not the, uh, we're not trying to tear them down. The issue is how people of color, how, how their Native Americans and black people are seen as lower than. Like, does anybody think that symbolism is okay? If not, that, that's the part we want to get rid of. We have to be disciplined in how we go about this. What's your thoughts, Carl? Yeah, I, that's the dangerous part, man, because that's all I see um, being shared is, is these extreme images and extreme headlines, you know, clickbait. Uh, uh, and, and that's what's really, you know, people aren't even reading about these art. They're not reading through the articles. No, they're they just see the title, taking down Lincoln, <laughs> taking down Lincoln. Like what? Taking down Roosevelt. Yeah. That's, like, that's, the, that's the point. That's the point. So yeah. I think, um, you know, we talked about before with the messaging 
to be. The messaging needs to be a- 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 inclusive. You know, um, you don't want to just see one group of people out there doing this or, or extremists out there doing this. It needs to be inclusive. It needs to be dialogue. It needs to be South African style, you know, where we are having a conversation and a reckoning and, 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 and going through a process where we can discuss this and get back to a path where we're together. I mean, right now, I'm just missing the good old days. You know, that, that's all I keep on telling people. Because what good old days are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? Where things, <laughs> Explain. Were, where things were not so extreme and it's the extremes when, when was on that? both sides. Bro, look. I'm just asking, when, when are you talking, bro? Like 1990? No, no. I mean, look, we've had a good run here. We've had a good run here up until, let me tell you something. Well, we've had a good run here up until 20. We're going to go down, right? We won't spend a lot of time on this, but I'm just talking but, about well, what look, we're talking. Well, I, I, and I think most Americans would agree. Well, but, we've, but, we've had a good run up until, until 2019 recently. Are where you times sure? Were, where times sure, were, or do you just didn't see it? And now no, we, no, no, the, no. the streets not, are putting no, our faces what I'm a lot saying, more now. I'm not saying that, that these issues didn't exist because I'm furious with them all the time. I always have been. But no, no, I'm guy, saying the, the extremes, guy, the extremes now are more in our face, but they were yes. there all along. Yes, they were there all along, but now it's like those are the leading voices. And it's, it, I don't it, think they're the leading voices. They, well, no, like they, the they lead the, the news cycle because they drive headlines. They that's drive all. clickbait. That's, right. that's been you know. true. That's been true for a lot for a while now. And, that's and, not and, new. We're just at a. T- I'll just say we're at a time. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that. Right. We, spend, we spend a lot. We have a lot of content. People can go to that, but. It's now, it feels more pronounced, I believe, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, so we, we got nothing else to do. And then we had this happen with all these deaths back to back to back that led to a collective grievance. So it feels, I think it feels more pronounced, but that doesn't, it doesn't mean it wasn't any less pronounced before it happened. We just- What, it, what if, we, if we realize this and cool heads can prevail in leadership in these movements, we're realizing that we are, even Donald Trump is, is right about this. We are being manipulated by- Fake news media on yeah, he's both doing a lot sides. of manipulation, but I don't want to get to but, that. But but look, but look, it's <laughs> highlighting it's highlighting the fact that we are are having our emotions puppeteered and pulled, you know, the strings being pulled by both left and right wing extremists when most people, you know, in the middle just want to to get some peace. And that's what the goal needs to be. And I think people are open to listening to these things. But then you hit them with the extreme and hit them with the extreme. And they're like, no, F that. I'm picking a side, you know, whereas we're really on the same side. And I'm always preaching that. So we need an inclusive message because otherwise this statue, you know, um, destruction is going to end up backfiring, which is already well, starting to lead down that road with this there federal will be, task force. There, there's no, always a backlash. Be, I mean, I, there's I always a backlash. To there's always be backlash. And I would just say that's just a part of the, that's just part of the process. And I think the narrative has to be very clear. You know, you're, you're for white supremacy or you're for equality. Like, there are people that want to be on the side of white supremacy, and they yeah, exist. They're not going anywhere. And you know what? We want them to choose that side, and we want them to own that side because, and you know, that's we isolate what I, them and we outvote them. Yeah, that's what we got to do. So, like, I, I, I'm not. A, I think conflict is necessary in this. I just want to say. I mean, you look at even. Dr. King, people think about Dr. King, the, you know, the right needs to, always likes to go to him in these moments like he didn't like riots, this <laughs> and that. Like they always say that, but then they, they missed a lot of his last teachings. He, you know, his, one of his last speeches was going to be before he died. You, do you know what it was? Do you know the title yeah. of it? Yeah. Why America's going to hell. And then he, 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 and he also talked about like, yes, I want peace, but peace is not this absence of tension. It's the presence of justice. We need justice. And part of justice is routed in the truth. So beyond the statues, Beyond the framing of the narrative, just, go ahead. Go real ahead, quick, Jimmy's mentioned something. 
uh, about, and people say this all the time about voting them out. The problem is with voting them out is you can't vote something out if you can't um, identify it and, and, and single it out. So what's, hap what's happening is that people can't determine the difference between someone who is for white supremacy, who is for hate, and the people that are mingled in with their issues. Correct. You, you, so it's like, you know, like my neighbors, for instance, they're like, well, you know, I'm not a racist, but I believe in these other issues. And then this extremist mixes the issue in, which is Correct. common sense stuff. And that's the problem. So then you have this huge people, a uh, block of people voting, you know, for their interests, but then the, the racism, what they, the what, they, what they feel, is what it is, right. what it is, is they're not repulsed by the, the dog whistle or anything like that. Um, no, this is, this is strategy. This is Nixon. This is Reagan. Yeah. You have to dress it up. You have to make it so that you're pleased um, that are based on denying equality are not seen as pleas for denying equality. Right. So that's why the, the, I said two things. I said you have to isolate them. Yeah, well, you have to reveal them, isolate them, and then vote them out because right. they are trying to hide amongst the crowd. They are and, trying to, and they're trying to mainstream their argument, yeah. period, which is why it is important. But I'll say this, uh, Carlton. Well, let me, let me say this because I, I wanted to add this. On, that's why it's important that you have a disciplined and principled message as far as how you're going about these statues yeah. Because you do, when, when you tear down a statue of George Washington out of the blue, and it's just like, oh, because well, he owned slaves. And it's like, well, but he was also the first president of the United States. Um, he also freed all his slaves when he died. Um, I mean, so, and again, we can't take out everything, all of our commonality at the same time. We have to decide what parts, it's, it's surgical. You, right. you, when, when someone has cancer, but, the goal is not to just kill the person. You have I mean, to figure agree, out how to, to, to surgically remove the cancer and preserve the parts, even though they may be flawed, the parts that can be salvaged. And George Washington is one of the ones that can be salvaged. There's a lot of agree. good that he did. And so, but the Confederates, you know, there's <laughs> they're, nothing they're to the salvage. cancer. So how, how about, how, I, I okay, I'm going to get to you, but how, how about the in-between? So what, if, this is kind of in-between. You got somebody like a Woodrow Wilson, I think it was taken down from UC and some other places and has been taken down. Woodrow Wilson started off saying all the right things to a lot of black Americans. He got in there and um, helped to uh, bring, the, bring, bring about the rebirth of the KKK. He played uh, Birth of a Nation, which made popularized uh, lynching of black people. Didn't care about us getting lynched, uh, getting lynched and actually said this was a great film and we need to bring back America like to, to, to this type of uh, activity and make sure that we put black people in their place, things like that. So he was president. He wasn't a slave owner, uh, but he certainly propelled racial violence. Uh, and so this is where, it, it, for some people, it gets hard uh, because then they have to reconcile uh, people that they may have admired in history and actually see the truth. Part of what I well, see, see happen. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But part of what I oh. see has to happen, and it's got, like, not only does there have to be a disciplined message, I agree, there has to be a, a strategy of what we want to happen in a process of, I guess, education or something in this process to say, okay, as we're taking down statues, what are we doing in this place? Are we talking about, are we doing what they did in Germany to say, this is what happened? So we do talk about this figure, but we talk about what actually happened. Are we willing to do that? I think, I think those type of things have to happen so we're not in, in, in complete aisle, Carlton. Agreed, and, and I agree. You know, usually we don't always agree on everything, but I agree with, with James. We don't agree on a lot of stuff, which is fine. It's disruption. I, I, I agree with both of you guys today. And what I see missing is in these influential circles and leadership um, and these political parties. Um, uh, I, what's missing is 
all of these strategies that you guys are talking about. It uh, seems like the, it seems like <laughs> it seems like the the strategy, the leadership, the delivery, um, the the intellectual ability and, and effectiveness is missing from all of these organizations, where people are looking to the Democratic Party as the voice of of equality and, and against injustice. The most in, ineffective, stupid people that that i'm seeing you know in any organization right now and the same thing with you see black lives matter they put somebody up to speak you're like where did you find this person or it or you got msnbc you got a black correspondent like al sharpton he can't even put sentences together you know like why are these people speaking for us and not getting anything done and it just looks like chaos and they're running the risk of of not having any progress at all and being rewound and so that's what I think we really need to identify is why are the smartest people not in the room? Because uh, you know where I find the smartest people in business. The time and time again, the most effective people marketing. It like, depends dude, on what you're I'm, talking about. Like, like for instance, yeah, yeah. we're talking about strategies to win. I'm a marketing guy. You know, my job is to put messages in front of people that are effective enough to get them to do things. And these people are not effective, man. You got yeah. you're putting people like Stacey Abrams in front of me, Al Sharpton. Jesse Jackson, um, you know, uh, you, Andrew Gillum had almost had a national st stage. All of these people, you, you, all the people, who is the leader of Black Lives Matter? Who are these people? You know, like <laughs> I, I had the guy that they put on Fox News the other day that's like, we're going to burn it down. I'm like, that's not productive, guys. You know, that's not well, a strategy. I mean, it, so, those yeah, are people exactly, that show yeah. up. I mean, those are people that show up. And the first so rule, where are we? you know, in anything is, is to show up, you know. And, so. there's, and, there's some, and they have the platform. Like, I don't think it's necessary to say that they're all the leaders because there are people on, right now, as uh, Dave Chappelle said, the streets are talking. They don't really have a lot of coordinated leaders, but 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 they are they are producing results. And, you know, I don't think necessarily business is always the most effective for everything. We business have, is the most effective for business. Right well, now. And, well, well let me say this also, though. Uh, go ahead. We, have to, we have to recognize anytime, like, people get in discussions. Smart people get in and sit in a room and talk about stuff, think they figure it all out and everything. But the, the simple fact of life is that everyone is not going to agree on everything. Yeah. Like, and so you, you raised the interesting thing about Woodrow Wilson, for example. I can see arguments on both sides that make sense. But like where I would come down or where you would come down or where Carlton would come down, actually, I don't know is that important. As long as whatever, however you come down, there's a principle behind it. And it's not just some reactionary, anybody who didn't, you know, pat black people on the back, we got to take down a statue. Like that, that, that can't be your guiding principle. I agree. Um, but, you know, we, we have a system set up to kind of address these type of things. And it's called voting. You know, and so like, why don't we take a temper temperature of people and see, okay, well, for characters like that, what do we think? Um, and that's not to put to, 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 to kind of, you know, put it off of myself. Um, for me personally, I would not take down a statue of Woodrow Wilson. Now, if it's a Woodrow Wilson with a black guy at his knee on his knees, then yeah, the, the black guy on his knees has to be out of that picture. Whether this Woodrow Wilson statue comes down or not, kind of like your example with Lincoln or with the Roosevelt statue. Uh, like we can't have statues that are, uh, that are, that are basically monuments to black inferiority, like right. that part, again, that's low hanging fruit, but I think reasonable minds can dis di disagree I agree with that. and can just work out a solution that works for everybody. That's where they have things like compromise and stuff like that. Right. But no one person has, has all the right answers here. No. And so it's good to involve more voices. I don't think I we should be saying 
there should be less people talking. I think we should be saying there should be more people talking. Now, with that, you run the risk that everybody probably shouldn't be saying stuff. But either right. way, I'd rather take that risk than have too few people but, and, and out there willing to right. put their time but in. You, but the problem is that a lot of time is the people, like you said, it's whoever, I guess, shows up, speaks up. But these people are ineffective usually. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that- I, I don't know. Can you that, really say, black, hold on, Black Lives Matter, you can't say they're ineffective. 62% of the country agrees with them in their statement right now. Now, will it be long-term? Maybe not. But like, I think the point where I agree with you first, on is this, let me just say this real quick. I think the point where I agree is that it's up to leaders to figure out the middle balance. Like, I don't think leaders that are trying to fight for principles start with let's figure out what the compromise is that's when you're supposed to have that's just that's not smart right so like from the if you're looking at black lives matter they say look we want to defund the police and then we want to you know uh we want to get rid of qualified immunity across the board like perhaps they end up reforming qualified immunity so things don't happen at the level that they do and that's a good thing you know but like i think trying to try to tell people to start at the moderation that's that's not, i don't think that's the job of an no actor. no no that's the I, job no, of, that's the I, job I of a politician and a leader. i don't i don't believe in moderation <laughs> i don't believe in moderation i i i believe in 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 in, in extremes but effective extremes and, <laughs> and i i think i think when you the have effective extremes are hard i mean yes, like, but but you but they're but they're possible but you have they're, to have airtight messaging you have to have right. excellent marketing and that i understand takes, that your point. takes no, good I agree, leadership I agree. and a strong I, I hand and the thing about it is you're really running the risk right now because the videos of people getting killed in demonstrations are speak loud. The, the, the videos of black business owners and, and, and older black males getting killed, protecting their, their establishments speak loud. And, and, and the violence that's being perpetrated by people who are really anarchists um, speaks loud and sometimes is drowning out the message and it's losing the sympathy and the empathy of the people that you really need at this time to make it effective. And so if the violence I continues. I agree with that. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't have any disagreement. Yeah, nobody's out out riding right. for the for the anarchists right. or but the violence. It, but it's being framed. You brought up Tucker Carlson. It, these people. You're it's going to be framed no matter what. To be framed, yeah. even if there's no violence, they're going to do that. I mean, so I think we have. So to, that's where so, strategy so, so let, comes Let's in. actually talk about that. The backlash. So well, we let can, me let me say one thing. I do want to give just, and this is quick. Just a. a like whether you agree on how someone's what someone's who who steps up to the plate and tries to lead, whether you agree with their tactics, whether you think they're effective or not, you have to say though that they are more effective than the person that's sitting there at home on their couch. And so I don't want to minimize the people that I give their that. time, give their effort, give their energy. Now you may see you you may think look at that and say, hey, I could do a lot better, or hey, I know people that could do a lot better. That's fine. And but, they should all step up. Yeah, they, they should. But I mean, we should also be be thankful that some that people are and not try to. I don't think I we need to pull through them to say public. Well, service, let me I say agree. this to, to say that we can do better doesn't require you to say that what we're doing now is no good or is completely ineffective. So yeah, I, I think you can you can it. make your point without going there personally. But go ahead, Rob. I, I just wanted to say that point. No, I, th I think that's a good point as a person who's ran for public office. And even like Stacey Abrams got more votes than Barack Obama or anybody almost in history, except except for the current governor. It was just a weird time. So there are people, I think it's, it's, it's very hard to lead. It's very hard to serve. You're going to make a lot of people unhappy, uncomfortable, no matter what you do. Uh, let's talk a little bit about July 4th, because, you know, July 4th is coming up, and we, we, we began this discussion talking about the Confederates, and as everybody gets ready to celebrate July 4th, um, you know, Frederick Douglass was asked to speak at July 4th. This is in the middle of slavery. People say, can you speak? 
uh, at July 4th in the middle of slavery, he said, sure. And he starts off uh, giving a really good speech. But then he asked this question. He says, quote, are the great principles of political freedom and natural justice embodied in that Declaration of Independence extended to black people? What do you think that answer is now? Are we still fighting for that? And um, what do you think we will we still be having this same discussion when our kids are our age? What do you guys think? Well, I would say that it's a perpetual fight. Um, and so in, for us, we just happen to start that race um, way behind um, some other people and, you know, other people in society. You know, I mean, but you could say that, you know, we, we are, there are other people that have it bad too. You know, people say hey, Native Americans, you know, like they, they got it worse than they, 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 they're mostly on the gene pool. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, um, th- to say that, like, there's always going to be the fight always. I mean, so you, you can't deny that. Um, liberty requires vigilance, you know, like you got, you got to want it. You got to always want it. You got to keep wanting it. Cause there are always forces that look to take it away, whether take it away piece by piece from segments of society or take it away all from society at once. So I think that the arc of progress, I mean, and this isn't a, anything that people don't say, but the arc of progress is bends in our favor, um, where we're going to end up in our lifetime. I don't know but I'm one to think that we have some measure of control over that. And so we should try to, to move it further and in, in the direction we want to, we should understand there's going to be a backlash and we should figure out strategies to weather that backlash while still moving things forward. I mean, you can look at the entire last three years and say that that was a backlash to a Barack Obama, but you can also say that the last three years who's in the white house has actually set the movement of supremacy back because yeah. he, yeah, he took a away. Point. Yeah, he, he, he stopped using a dog whistle and started using a bullhorn. And people were like, ooh, I, I didn't know it was like that. And so he's turned <laughs> off people, you know. So, But overall, though, like it, it's just going to require ongoing effort. I don't think we'll ever get to a point where we just sit back, kick our feet up and say, oh, job well done. Yeah, agreed. Carlton, what do you think? Man, um, I, I think that. I, first, I, I'm listening to you, to you talk, and I'm thinking about what we've been discussing so far. And I just find it interesting that these that, that, that many of these items are this debatable. Because when you're talking about when you're talking about things like the humanity uh, of black people has been debatable for no, a no, while. no, 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 no. But what we're talking about, like you, you brought up the Independence Day holiday, and we're talking about statues and all these things. And the funny thing is, is that most people, especially the people who are opposing these things and are like so freaked out right now are people who don't even give a damn about any of this stuff. All that is to them is just another day off to drink and blow up stuff or fireworks or whatever, you know, or a place to like sit their beer down when they're walking through the Washington Mall or whatever. They, they, they never were an issue to these people until these issues arise. You, you see what I'm saying? So I, I just... 100%. Yo, it's the ultimate irony of the last like three or four years that many of the same people that fly Confederate flags are mad at people for quote unquote disrespecting the U.S. flag by kneeling for the anthem. Right. While they I mean, fly a Confederate flag. Right. Do, you, do you remember? <laughs> we, we had a show, it was like it was just a year ago, we had a show uh, right before July 4th, too. And a lot of people got upset for Nike for not putting out this old, this old version of an American flag yeah. because Colin Kaepernick said that it had racist ties, which it's actually questionable if it did. But the point is people got real upset. Like, how, how are they denying my rights? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Like, when people just like, like people and, and, find reasons to get upset about shit. Right. It's tied to 
black people protesting stuff that are being like, right. why are you mad about this? Like, no, you, I, I, call like, them, I call them emotional exit ramps. They're emotional exit ramps. Like what it is, is you don't, you're un- made uncomfortable by what someone's asking for or what someone's demanding. And so you look for a reason to let yourself off the hook for just being upset about what they're at. What the, you're yeah. upset about the substance. So you look for some window dressing to be upset about. And this goes beyond just 4th of July. Like 4th of July, let's just be honest. 4th of July in the United States is about barbecues and fireworks to the majority of people. Easter is about candy and Easter egg hunts, not Jesus Christ. To the, it's, a, it's a commercial holiday. Uh, Christmas is, is not like really like about Christianity, the birth of Christ. It's not about toys and gifts. And like it's a retail boost to the economy. You know, like the only true holiday that we really have in this country is Thanksgiving. It's the only time people actually celebrate anything where they're of, 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 of a good cause, typically, where they're actually just celebrating family. Um, you know, Jewish holidays exist as well, but usually they're just, they're, they're usually family gatherings at most, and the rest of these holidays are used for commercial, uh, commercial sales and things of that nature, selling t-shirts with the, United, you know, the American flag on it. So I just always find it interesting that people take this stuff so serious that, you know, 99% of the time, uh, uh, if it wasn't, uh, you know, um, debatable right now, they wouldn't even care. It's well, just- you have to be careful, though. People do assign meaning to symbols. Yeah, I'm about so to say, I think while, so. Yeah. yeah, while you, you may look at how they outwardly manifest the, you know, they, they, the, how they appreciate or how they uh, spend the holiday, um, the symbol is still meaningful on a very human level. And so anytime you attack symbols, you're going to get, you're going to make people uncomfortable. And so that's why I think it has to come from a place of principle, because if you're attacking something and you're coming from a place of principle, you don't end up just flailing wildly. You, you stay to your principle and you, in, you, you try to accomplish your goal. We're, take, we, we're taking down uh, symbols of the Confederacy because those right. are, by definition, anti-American. Right. Um, you know, we're we're going to look at other symbols that represent uh, blacks as as not being equal, as lesser than yeah, uh, white right. folks. We can we can look at those too because yeah. our country sta- our country stated that it stands for all Agreed. men are created equal. Agreed, so, and, and I think we need yep. to leave the American flag out of it right now. We need to leave the Fourth I, I mean, of July. The American right flag now. should not be no well, part. Well, it's, but I bring that up because there's a ton of content right now circulating with BLM associated protesters burning the American flag. But you have to know that, but I'll just say this, like that's going to exist and you can't judge a movement by its worst elements. That's just the, you can't, you're not going to be able to control millions of people in a protest and what every single person is going to do. So that, so that, that's just going to take good messaging and people have to point that out. I don't agree with that. Uh, Yes. You don't agree that you can't control millions of people. uh, No, I I don't agree with that. And because again, it comes back to what we were talking about before with, Who's running the show here? Who's leading? And, and Dr. King, so Dr. King, no, you agree? Any, any no, movement no. has a fringe, man. There's yeah. always going to be a fringe. Always. Like you know, Dr. Like, King, remember Dr. King. Let's get let's get some good examples there, just very quickly. And I won't spend a lot of time on this, but Dr. King would get frustrated when people would go have riots, do violent things, and he would talk about that. He couldn't control that. He couldn't control at, at, at one time when Malcolm X and the Nation of Islam. They didn't do it. They they didn't believe in any of that shit. They were like, no, we think that dude is crazy. So like at the end of the day. Uh, you can have good leadership. You can't control everybody. And you just have to make sure that you, I think you do have to condemn the violence when it happens. Yes. You do need to have leaders that are very clear about what's acceptable and what's not. And yes. where I agree with you, Carlton, is that that hasn't always been consistent with, with the BL. With yeah, the BLM but it, it also, also, you know, before we got on this call, we were talking about um, how certain like minority businesses need a lot of help. And, and, and the reason yeah. why is because 
of building a foundation to actually be scalable, uh, to grow, uh, to grow properly and to give you a chance at true success. And I think the same principles can be applied to these movements. Um, we were talking about venture capitalism and fundraising. So easily you can, if you have the right minds in the room, you can raise funds. Those funds can be taken to organize. Those funds can be taken to disperse people to movements, to control things, to scout but No, you still can't control the fringe, back. man. You still, you you'll never, like what you need to do, like Rob said, is when the fringe does fringy things, is just point out that they're not, that, that's not part of you, you know, that's not part of your principle. That's not what you stand for. You don't agree with it. But you can't, every, every movement has the fringe. And, and you cannot dance because you know that people who oppose you will try to use examples uh, that of things you do or whatever. You stick to your principles and your principles have to be the right ones, obviously. But even when there was no violence in the protest, we hear about Boogaloo um, m movement people, which is the, the, the people who are not Antifa part of Black Lives Matter. Made that up, yep. Well, but no, we hear about them. They were killing cops in California and and then trying to make it seem like it was black lives matter and then that's picked up all in and you know right-wing media or whatever and it's like well that black what could black lives matter do to prevent that so uh, it wasn't them so nothing but you can't so you can't look at it like everything has to be 100 percent pure in order for our message in order for our movement to move forward but you do have to have there has to be some level of discipline of message i, I yeah. agree let me with just you. let me wait 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 i want to move to this last point because this might yeah. actually help transition it too how do we prepare for the backlash and what does success look like? Like, how do we prepare for that? If you look at history every single time, Reconstruction, which is, I could argue, is the greatest advancement in terms of the amount of time for Black Americans ever in the history of the United States, that was met with vicious backlash. It's how we got Jim Crow. It's how we got lynchings. It's how we got the KKK, because uh, there, there was a lot of backlash after the uh, Civil Rights Movement. A lot of backlash and getting rid of affirmative action, everything else that were helping to remedy the things that happened. There was a huge backlash of conservatism in terms of not necessarily people preserving money for the government, but actually racial politics really took on a new, a new form. It was the Southern strategy that we know that's how Nixon got elected. Like these things happen. And then so what do we do? Because we know, you know, if things turn out as we hope and we make progress, backlash is coming. This is what I think. Fox News and others are they're trying to prep people that these people are trying to take away something from you. How do we prepare the table to make sure that we have more success and less of a less of a successful backlash? Backlash is coming, but well, like we don't want we don't want Jim Crow level backlash. We don't want mass incarceration backlash. It doesn't. How do we get to, ready for that? It doesn't have to be that way, man. Um, look, um, I'm not a I'm not a you know a, a quarterback from the couch, man, but. But I can, I, I can, I can, I can, I mean, I have a lot on my plate. I'm a business guy and, 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 and that's where my focus lies. Um, I'm passionate about these issues, but from the sideline, um, I think, you know, strategy and alliances are not being property properly utilized to, to, to full effectiveness. And, and what I mean is that um, there's so many people on the sidelines right now who are in the business community who are willing to give up, maybe not their time, but their resources. And when those are merged with the proper alliances, I think the way to, you don't necessarily have to have a backlash. You can get so much consensus right now um, and, 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 and just by bringing people together, before, being that even someone like yourself can realize that that's coming, that it doesn't have to happen. But it, yeah, it, And we're planning for that. I agree, I agree with we shall it, do our part. But it starts with being strategic. Strategic plus finance, you know, 
will we'll, we'll win in a situation like this. And that's what I see lacking. And, and that's where the disappointment lies for me. So look, if, I'm, if, if my life is about Black Lives Matter and I'm on the board or however this, this, the, the organization is set up, I'm going to be reaching out to these so-called, you know. There is black, no board, I don't think. That's part okay, of Okay, well, yeah, that's a freaking yet. problem. You know, but if this was my movement, I'm reaching out to people. I'm getting on the phone with people like, look, I need, I need 5 million. You know, I need this, I need that. We're going to motivate people to, to give and we're going to use that money strategically uh, and effectively way better than, than these old organizations, you know, these old, these old political parties and, and other organizations are going to be opposition to me. Um, right. You know, young people know how to be more effective. Uh, and, and when you have the resources, nothing can get in your way. So I think that's the path forward, um, but I don't see that happening right now. Yeah, yeah but I, I would I say, mean, James, as you uh, transition to you, I think one of the challenges is that, you know, the systems of oppression, they morph. So we talked about like, you know, Jim Crow, but people assume Jim Crow went away. Mass incarceration over policing replaced it and had the same type of results. But, and then some didn't even see it and they're starting to recognize it now. It's hard to really anticipate how it morphs, but I guess, how do you treat a virus that you that continues to morph how do you just prepare for that i don't know that's why i'm asking the question really no, i mean if you figure that out you know then you you can you can move society forward and and maintain that uh those that progress um i think that the the answer is is strategy there will be a backlash what you want to be able to do is to be able to marginalize the backlash as quickly as possible and it carlton it, i think i agree with a lot of what you said i would say it differently um i think that Basically, what you need to be doing as you move the ball forward is also buttressing the system so that it's going to be harder to unwind what it is that you're doing. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm I'm observing what the conservative movement is doing right now. You know, like this is how they've this is how the conservative movement operates when they're trying to roll back all these things. They're trying to roll back, take our society back to the 1940s or the 1840s. They they do it. They do throw so through that they're, they're working at the census. They're trying to make sure people are undercounted. So that affects how voting is, how power is distributed around the country. They're working to, and all these things, I think actually, by the way, I'm proposing, I think we should do things that are legal, but the conservative movement is doing things that are illegal as far as trying to undercount in the census. You, we heard last year or earlier this year about, they wanted to include the immigration question on the, the census so that they could depress how many people of color would, would actually take the census. When, when the census result comes, they draw the maps so that in many states, the, the people will win, or the Democratic Party, for example, will win 60, 65% of the vote and end up with 30% or 40% of the representation. And so those are the type of things. So, so I would say, in addition to trying to move things forward in the social sphere, you also need to be trying to unwind those things and make sure that you have a system where it's one man, one vote. I, I firmly believe that people who want to try to be fair outnumber the people who want to try to be unfair and to try to oppress right now. And I don't think that always was the case, but yeah. I do think that is the case right now. And so if we can just get everybody in the pot, then I think we would be able to have a system that can resist the regressive type of changes, the, the un-American type of things like using the criminal justice system to basically get around the 13th Amendment. We could get around that stuff, but it has to be done through power. And power cannot be, you just wake up one morning and decide to have power. You need to plan for these things. You need to set up a system, set up the system in advance to make sure that the will of the people can be heard and not be suppressed like it's going to, like it has been. And like, it's going to, they're not going to give up. They're not going to be, 
It's not going to be some, oh, you know, we, they, they won yep. this election. Up, oh, Obama won. It's over, guys. The yeah. jig is up on white supremacy. No, nah, they yeah, redouble their efforts, and they're going to come back even harder next time. And so we need to have our strategy people working to counteract that stuff at all times as well. Yeah, the point I like uh, as we close that you made is that I sincerely, I sincerely believe as well that there are more people of goodwill than there are of ill will. The challenge is getting the people of goodwill to be just as motivated as those as, as those of ill will. Because <laughs> those of ill will work extremely hard to All keep right. <laughs> extremely hard to keep the status quo, and they make it very painful for change to happen. So um, that's the reason why change is so hard to happen. So I, I, I concur with what you're saying, and we have to stay on top of it. Uh, as you said, uh, you know the arc of history. To uh, paraphrase Martin Luther King, is mm -hmm. bent towards justice. But we have to make sure it goes to bend that way because it's not guaranteed to bend that way. Uh, so we have to keep pressing. And also, it. that's a, a long-term thing. That's like over hundreds long, of years. That's over like hundreds we, of years. <laughs> yeah, we're not accelerating the process. For that. We got better technology now, and uh, we we we've seen what inequality is like. Um, I do think there's a way forward, and I do think there's a way to your point, Carlton. That this message is this message is it, it, it's helpful, and it, it makes people understand that this is better for you. A uh, point that we. The, uh, on, a, on, a, on a podcast that we just released right before this one uh, is with Will Hayes. He made a good point talking about people, uh, black people being included in the process of technology, of founders. He said, look, you don't have to even believe it's, so, it's a social responsibility thing to do. He said, it's the business economic thing to do. And I can show you the data. Not getting technology right, for example, is gonna, you're going to lose out on a whole bunch of customers. Why would you not, why would you not want to have inclusive voices? So, Forget, even if you don't believe in the social responsibility part of it, it'll make America America more productive. It'll make America more money and everybody will be better. So there's also there's also a bad argument. If, if social responsibility and what's right doesn't get you, what's better for you economically will hopefully get you there. So right. I don't know. That's yeah. my thought. I, I had one other thought. And okay. I think this just shouldn't be lost in all this. Like to anyone, to any, whatever your, your stripes are politically or socially or whatever. Like what we're talking about here is what America is we're not making this stuff up we're not saying hey America we're not trying to force equality onto America out of the blue you know like this is the stuff that America says that it stands for and so asking America or demanding America live up to its own aspirations from the from the day it was born to the present these remain re, these remain its aspirations when the confederacy was about breaking off of those aspirations and saying, no, 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 we don't believe all men are created equal. They lost. What won was the nation that believed that all men are created equal. So we're not trying to bring something from the outside to America. We're saying, America, live up to your promise. Yeah. And that's something that everybody should be able to get behind. Yeah, I agree. I'll tell you what, though. Until next time, I'm Rob Richardson. I'm James Keyes. And I'm Carlton Washington. We'll see you next time. <laughs>